Hey guys, my name is Meredith and I am a wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, and spiritual mentor. And I want to talk to you today um, to help you do one simple thing and that's tune into God's voice. And really because we live in a world that constantly wants you to focus on the surface and focus on, you know, other people's approval and other people's um, attention and um, you know I just really want to share with you the word um, where the Lord really um, gives life and wants to I think really bring you closer to him through um, what I share with you here so um, I'm gonna teach actually today from the book or about the book of Hebrews, which they don't know who wrote this one, um, but it really is about all about how Jesus Christ is the one who is the interceptor of um, interceptor, the uh, media mediary between God and us um, in our faith. And I think since it's Easter week, um, there could not be a better time to talk about this. Um, and also since we're, I guess it's week three of. Uh, this social isolation. Again, I think there is no better time to talk about this. Um, so I want to, I'm going to dive into a couple different chapters here, but um, my goal is to really help you see kind of why he became fully human, how he became our new high priest and the new covenant. And it, it may sound, sound intense. And those of you that know all this, it won't be, it'll just be a refresher. But, um, those of you that don't know it, um, try to listen because, um, it's stuff that I've learned, um, since getting into the word and really learning about why Jesus died for me. Um, and I really, I just really want you to learn from it. So, um, Father, I just pray whoever is listening to this podcast or watching this video that they just receive your word today in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. So I think right now we are all feeling extremely human. We are all feeling very vulnerable, um, under pressure, um, just, uh, just, I don't know, heavy. You know, I know um, there are other moms like me who are the attention on their kids is constant. There's no break, you know, um, and then you're making dinner, you're doing everything you normally do, but there's just barely any break. And I think we're all worn out. And I am one with only one kid, but I do have two college kids here. So my brain is kind of in two places. But um, I really want to talk about that this is why Jesus died for our sins. Um, because we are human and we don't have it all together. And, you know, that's why we get to go to Jesus and um, why we get to know that um, he got us close through him. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, sharing about how, okay, we're all struggling. Well, then what a better time to lean on him. So um, I'm going to jump in to chapter two of Hebrews. Uh, and I just want to point out um, for, uh, verses 14 through 18. Um, I'm just gonna point out, it's about why he shared, he became human um, so that his death might break the power of him who holds the power of death and free, that is the devil and free those who all their lives went 
were held in slavery by their fear of death. Into verse 17, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Verse 18, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So if you think that Jesus wasn't tempted, you know, you're wrong. He was. Um, and this is why once I really learned this, it's like, oh, wait a minute. He really does get me. Um, and all, all over this book is uh, this saying, so as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And I think it's just so appropriate. So if you hear it, don't harden your heart. Um, and then in chapter four, um, it talks about um, verses 14 through, through 16. It talks about how he becomes the high priest and really how, you know, um, there's all sorts of priests that are men, but, you know, they don't, they're not him. They're not um, the high priest that, uh, um, let me just explain. Um, chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Do you hear that? <laughs> but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. There it is, temptation again. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So, um, you know, how many times do we think, well, I can't go to God and um, this is the whole point. This is why Good Friday happened. This is why he died at the cross. And I'm going to talk about the blood later. But um, we have this high priest who ascended into heaven on our behalf. Um, you know, so, I mean, we can approach God's throne of grace. We don't have to shrink back and think he doesn't want anything to do with us. In fact, Hebrews um, 7.23 says, talks about, there have been many priests since death prevented them from continuing in office, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. So, um, he, there, 25, um, therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. He can save those who come to God through him. Um, that's A priest can't do that. A pastor can't do that. Only Jesus can do that. 20, verse 26. Um, such a high priest truly meets our need. He is the one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart for sinners, exalted above the heavens. You know, it reminds me of the verse that I can't remember the name. He came for the sick, not for the well. You know, he came for us who who are broken. Um, and then it really talks about the new covenant. He came um, to, to create that, you know, the old covenant was, um, you know, the law. And so many people still try to live perfectly by the law. But the new covenant is, it happens through the blood. It happens through him dying on the cross. So um, chapter 8, verse 2 says, um, 
we do not, we have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven and who serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being. Now, the tabernacle in the Old Testament was, you know, this big tent, um, and it was set up by human beings. You know, you would go into the sanctuary and there you would go and worship. And, and, and what this new covenant is saying that that just doesn't exist because this true tabernacle is set up by the Lord, not by humans. So verse 13. Mm -hmm. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Um, chapter 9, verse 11. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, there it is again, that is not made with human hands, that is to say, is not a part of this creation. 12. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. Verse 15. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. That's pretty incredible. He is our mediator, and we can't take Easter week or Good Friday lightly because I'm going to talk more. He shed his blood for us. So, um, you know, he wants to free you from your sins through the blood. So um, in verse 22, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So our sins could not be forgiven if it weren't for the shedding of his blood. And he's the only one who could do that. Jesus says. So um, verse 24, for Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands. That was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. Okay, have I told you? How many times have I talked to you? This was not made by human hands. And, you know, Christ entered the sanctuary um, into heaven itself. This wasn't a copy. So you know. There is no copy of this. Jesus is, is mediating on your behalf. Yes, you're totally human. But if human, but he will mediate on your behalf. Um, in chapter 10, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, um, I want you to read 19 to 25, but I'm just going to read um, 19, maybe 20. There, first chapter 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. The new covenant was created. We could, we can enter the most holy place by the shedding of his blood. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. I'm going to save the next one for later, I think. Um, so that's uh, 19 through 23. Um, 
Now, so let's not forget the access we have had to the throne by Jesus's blood. Now, um, most of us aren't going to be breaking bread or sharing wine or grape juice this weekend. Um, and since the wine grape juice really represents his blood, and I know, um, I thought I'd approach it differently and talk a little bit about, ironically, the making of wine, which I don't, this somehow this ended up being, actually it was, I was listening to the song New Wine by Hillsong um, Worship, and the chorus goes, in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. Um, and I remember when I first heard it, I was like, why is this song about wine? But now I, when I listen to it, I know when I'm feeling crushed, when I'm feeling pressed, I know that he's doing a new thing. He's, he's creating new wine. So, um, so I did a little research on how wine is made. Don't mind my cats are arguing. Um, and I just want to share that quickly with you. Um, so the grapes are picked, um, kind of reminded me of how God chooses us. It has to be just at the right time, just at the right moment, like the moment God um, saves you. And uh, it's it's his, it's the perfect time. Um, second, they are delivered to the winery to be sorted, squeezed, and prodded, kind of like the testing of our faith in, faith in this season right now. It reminds me of um, this verse in, um, James. James 1 verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Um, the third phase of winemaking is the aging process. It's the waiting. When we're waiting, you know, for God to do what he's going to do in us. Um, you know, how, how much do we wait? It's, it's an active waiting. It's not a, it's, um, it's like, we're listening. We're waiting for him to reveal to us, you know, what's next. Um, and that brings me to James five, seven through eight. Um, be patient. Patience and suffering. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Um, so don't we all not know that? But in the process, we trust that the Lord is making new wine. So on Good Friday, Jesus' blood was shed for us. Can you imagine um, the wait they had until Sunday? And they didn't even know he was going to rise from the dead. But he absolutely rose again. Nothing stopped him then. And nothing is stopping him us from celebrating being risen, him being risen. Um, nothing. It, there is no pandemic that can stop us from celebrating um, this victory. So God is working and all this crushing and the pressing we're feeling at home with our kids at work and all this, we can be reminded this week that Jesus rose. We can celebrate his rising right in the middle of all this darkness because it's proof that nothing can dull his shine in this. Week. So I know some of that may have been a little bit heavy, which is also why it's good to get into the word yourself to really understand it. 
um, and, and look beyond just the Gospels or beyond just the Old Testament, but to read the whole thing and not in some perfect way, but in um, the way that works. And uh, I know for me, I grown up in the Gospels, so reading the other chapters of the New Testament and the Old Testament really brought me a lot of perspective. But books like Hebrews helped me truly see um, how Jesus is our mediator and how the power, you know, the power in how he became, God became human through Jesus, you know, to die for our sins. So um, that that revelation for me is what just changed my whole faith. It just took me to an even deeper level. So um, I just pray that however you're watching this or, or um, listening to this, I just pray that you, I don't know, you just open up your heart to whatever word um, the Lord has given you this. Maybe you need to listen to it again. Um, maybe you need to go pick up a Bible and really read along with what I shared with you. But, um, Father God, I just pray that you, you know, bring your light into these people who watch this and help them see that, um, it, your blood being shed for us is really the key to our freedom and the key to, um, this new covenant we get to live in. And uh, um, we're just so grateful for your grace and, and, you know, for the forgiveness of our sins and dying on the cross. And, um, and we just praise you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. I wish all of you guys a happy Easter, um, no matter how you're celebrating it. Um, and uh, I will talk to you next week.